Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, seven days a week, about 13, 14 minutes usually, keeping us in God's Word, though, and that's important for our faith, as we always emphasize. If we want to have strong faith, we need to be students of God's Word, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word regularly also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our soul's well-being or lack thereof. Are you strong spiritually? You need to be. Being in God's Word consistently can help you be strong and grow stronger. We encourage you to help other people become stronger spiritually by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may even help them get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. Make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're asking the question, a very soul-searching and probing question, what would you give or take in exchange for your soul? I think as we were closing last time, I said we were going to bring this particular line of thought and study to a close today, but I was a little bit ahead of myself. We'll do that tomorrow. But we're taking our basic text from from Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, where Jesus asked the probing question. In fact, he put it in two forms. He said, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? We've been looking at this more general context through these several days that we have been considering this particular line of thought and study. And so we've asked the question, what is your soul worth? Well, when you think about all of the spiritual blessings that God offers you for your soul, Now, I say for your soul, for your soul's eternal life. Now, you say, you're confusing me. Well, understand, our physical life is going to come to an end one day. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 90 and verse 10 that our years upon this earth are 70 years. If by strength, 80 and you say, well, I, I, listen, I've, I've got a grandpa. He's 97 years old right now. That's way past 80. Average things out. How many people have you known who have died in their 50s? See, when you average things out, you're talking about a general lifespan of somewhere in the 70s, generally. Now, some people we know, we, and probably every one of us have known people who have lived into their 80s, maybe into their 90s. But even if they live past 100, they're going to die physically one day unless the Lord comes first. So this physical life is finite. It has a, it has a time limit. But God created us in his own image, Genesis 1 and verses 26 and 27, in that he created us with a soul, only humankind. He created us with a soul, and in that way created us in his image. And that soul he intended for us to live through forever. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven. He created us in his own image. He wants us to be with him. He loves us so much that he sent his son as our savior to die on the cross 
for us to pay the price for the guilt of our sins so that we could be with him forever in heaven. Our physical body is not going to be there. But our spiritual being will be there with him in heaven if we live that life of faithfulness. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. So we've looked at this. All the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places God offers us. Ephesians 1 and verse 3, what are they worth? Forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life. A home in heaven. Nothing this world can possibly offer us. Nothing that the devil would challenge us with by way of temptation to draw us away from faithfulness, away from God and Christ. Nothing else could begin to compare with the value that God has placed upon our souls. The life of his own son? Now, to follow Jesus, what have we said? We must come to God through Jesus, his way. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 8, I am, at verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is our Savior. And God sent him to that cross as our Savior. He wants us to come to him through Jesus. And he offers us that home in heaven. Nothing this world has could begin to compare with heaven. Nothing. Now, but we have to understand we've got to live that life of faithfulness. And that talks about where Jesus said, if we don't take up our cross and follow him, we're not worthy of him. It's a life of continued faithfulness and dedication and commitment on a consistent basis. It's a life that we say, look, I'm turning it over to the Lord. I want him to be in control of my life. And we're not talking about a puppet master pulling all of our strings, but we're saying, I'm dedicating my life to Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote along that line in Galatians 2 and verse 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ, yet I live But the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I'm, I'm totally committed to my Lord and Savior. My life is committed to my Lord and Savior. Are you taking anything? Are you giving anything in exchange for your soul? There are probably people in your life who you wish you could help turn around because you see that they are giving something or taking something in exchange for their soul. They're not following God through Christ on a consistent, faithful basis. They're caught up in the ways of the world. They're caught up in some kind of of self-satisfaction. And it could be money. It could be success in their profession. It could be sexual It could be prestige. It could be laziness. It could be a lack of commitment. But they're giving up their soul for whatever that might be. Help them see their mistake. 
In Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 19, Jesus, in what we call the Sermon on the Mount, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your treasure? Jesus said your treasure can't be in money. It can't be in material things. It has to be centered in Christ. It has to be centered on your soul's salvation. The Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, and beginning with verse 15, he wrote, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides or lives forever. Where's the focus in your life? Is it focused on this life? Is it focused on the ways of the world? Is it focused on whatever pleasures you can you can? experience while you're still alive physically in this world? What happens when you're facing that last breath physically and you're about to die physically? Some of you listening right now may be facing that reality. Now, maybe you might not say, well, I don't think today, but I'm really struggling. I've got a health problem. I've got a health issue. Well, how are you looking past that time when you take that last physical breath? Are you dedicating your life to God through Christ? Someone might say, what can I do? It's too late. I'm handicapped. Can you read God's word? Can you become a diligent student of his word? Can you talk to somebody else and encourage them to come to God through Jesus Christ? Can you maybe send out a card encouraging somebody to think about their their soul's salvation? Can you invite somebody to church services? Can you read with them from God's word and help them to get a fuller understanding of what God has done for them and how they can change their life? Do you really think there's nothing you can do? Can you become a dedicated Christian and live that example before people around you, no matter your state in life? Do you realize that even on a deathbed, you can still have an influence on other people to turn their lives around? Because a whole lot of people, family members, friends, They listen more intently at that particular point. Don't give up your soul. 
Don't give up your eternal destiny. Don't take anything. Don't give anything. Nothing is worth exchanging your soul for. Now, we're going to stop. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. And then we'll conclude this study next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son to die so that we could live forever with you in heaven. Thank you for doing that for our soul. Father, please be with everyone listening to this study today. Please help them refocus on the importance, the value of their eternal soul. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.